Good morning, Patriots. And today is Friday, December 22nd in the year 2023. We're just a few days away from Christmas. Lots of things going on in the news, as we know. Nothing ever is positive in the news other than the fact in the bigger picture, everything is falling apart, which probably has some great benefit for the long term, which we will pray on today. And really trying to keep ourselves focused on the greater issues of what's before us. And right now with Christmas heading in, it is really important that everybody keep their focus on healing and unity. There is a lot of damage that we're facing right now in our families and across this nation. And damage that has been, we've in this community in particular, we have all shared in. So much of the expansion of Bard's Nation came following the elections in 2020, in, in November 2020. And from there, the, the growth of people coming together in a community as we saw the rise of COVID-Con and the damage of what that was doing in individuals. The testimonies that we've shared in this own community are heartbreaking. People being excluded from Christmas, people being excluded from family events, people losing their jobs because they took a stand against COVID-Con, people losing whole friends groups, people's was family members dying off as they've tried to warn them not to take this de- the death shot. Those are heavy burdens to bear. And it's one that so many families were so arrogant about and so blind to hear. Ultimately, it was Romans 118 to 32, where they had been turned into a, a, the, the concept of people that are not willing, the reprobate mind, that were unwilling to listen to God. And this is something that we cannot carry as a burden, but we have to simply extend it's an olive branch to heal now. And it's so important that we really take this approach as we walk into holidays. It's very easy to grind the ax of the past. It's very easy to carry the, the bitterness of being excluded from previous events. And it's very easy to not let those things go. Part of being in a remnant is understanding that that was always known, that we would be there, not because it's a good thing or a great thing to carry burdens, but in a certain way, it's a way that we understand the greater need to love. As we go into these family events this holiday season, there's a lot being asked of everybody that is walking with God, and that is ultimately to look past the past, to extend a hand of grace and healing, and to do all we can to heal those wounds. And that isn't for us to say to take it all on and just to brush it under the rug, quite to the contrary. But it is really an important place right now that as we step into this world and this this coming together events, that there are stories that we have in our walk with Jesus that are very important for people to hear. And I talked about this yesterday, and I'm really kind of reinforcing this for a few days here because it's important for us to step into a place where our own personal testimonies become strong enough and significant enough that they are heard as the stories of our walk in Jesus, not as something thrown upon other people to give them burdens or to try to divide. We have an amazing opportunity to be healing wounds now in ways that we never thought possible. And on top of it, so much of the climate has changed as well, because as the world that we know it is falling apart, many people have expected it never to be here. They expected it somehow to be return to the way it was, back to the new normal. They expected their their victories in politics to lead to better outcomes. And that goes on all sides. They expected that maybe the, the, the economy would bounce back. Maybe they'd expect that this whole thing, with, they would be proven right with the shot. 
Unfortunately, it's gone quite the opposite way. And on top of it, there's so many people now that have been deeply wounded by this shot that those wounds are still there and very alive, and they're not getting better. I sat last night at dinner with my parents and heard the story of somebody who had been just absolutely adamant and to the point of, of almost angry to anybody that didn't take the shot, a friend of theirs, argumentative and willing to combat anybody that wasn't going to stand with him in taking the shot. That was three years ago. This man today has seven tumors on his brain. They're terminal, and he was walking around like a person who's been suffering from Alzheimer's. That's the world that we're in, and we all know it. We all know that everybody that took the shot is dealing with a time bomb inside themselves. And ultimately, there are very few that will ever make it through this and will make it through a life. So in this hour and in this time in which we are in, we need prayers up for people. We need to be extending that branch of healing and doing all we can to pray and heal for them. And that's something that's so important. So that's that's the the heading into Christmas Eve weekend for Christmas on Monday. And that will be, uh, I think, a, an appropriate framing of how we all have to be walking. And it's a good reminder. I know that I'll be spending the entire day tomorrow baking and doing some preps. The the Cantrells have been up in to the in their family in Portland. They'll be returning to the property on. Sunday afternoon, and um, then I'll be with my parents on Sunday evening for our traditional Christmas Eve dinner and our traditional, we have a traditional Christmas Eve and traditional uh, Christmas morning breakfast. Christmas Eve dinner is always clam chowder and my mom makes, and Christmas morning is always homemade tamales that my mom makes that we have that with a sweetbread. And those are the things that we will share this year. And then we'll be having dinner with the Cantrells on the, so it'll be a kind of a Cantrell Christmas afternoon craziness with uh, the army of the Cantrells and us all together Friday, Monday afternoon. So it's going to be quite the thing. And at some point in there, I'm going to get the, and I don't know um, exactly how this is all going to come together. Um, it's important that we, kind of look at um, this year and where we're coming in. So I'll be getting all of the Cantrell kids on the mic to talk about, to speak some prophetic words and to talk about where we are. So, so all of this is an important point in, in which we are, are in for all of us to kind of come together and to be strong together and to overcome. There are many places around the world where these Australia's one, um, it's still a train wreck down there more than we are. and But we're rising to a new level of insanity as we watch the flood of people coming across the border. And we're just going to have to fight this war very differently than we've ever imagined. And we can. We have the authorities to do it. We have to walk in those authorities and we have to own those authorities. And I think right now this is such an important point that when as, as we walk into families and we're looking at the authorities that God is offering us, extending to us, have been there. Those are the authorities that Jesus gave us. We cannot be burdened by the the vexing pains of a family. Those have to be, in, we have to get through those. And I'm not saying everybody has them, but I know a lot of people do. We have some of it in my own family, and we've just had to kind of move 
beyond it. And, and not so much for me, but especially for my parents. You just have to kind of move beyond it. People are where they are right now. We can pray for them and hopefully they can hear. But there is really quite a separation. There has been a threshing that has happened over the last three years. It's stunning. And so kind of bringing that full circle, Christmas Eve is for here and for all that's going on in this small little part of the world is coming together and celebrating and enjoying each other. And Christmas Day is really celebrating all that we can and everybody together and having meals and way too much sweet stuff so the kids are going to be off the chain crazy and that's part of that part of the year ho 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 i guess right and then being able to start looking forward and praying into the future that's coming forward so it's a, it's a good time and it's one that we need to embrace fully for what it is and i think it's going to be uh an amazing time so there is a, a lot of things um that they want us to be hateful for. If you have not been listening to, I, I see a comment here, yes, uh, bringing over 1 million into the country of 26 million in one year. It's got to be Australia. Um, somebody's talking there. So it's, um, yeah, we have immigration going on all over the world right now. And part of this is a desettling, unsettling and destabilization of the world. And um, it is an idea of, trying to destroy everything that was built and turning it on its head. And there's only really one, you can't re relocate after they relocate, you can't re relocate these people the way that naively we think these immigration policies have been happening over years and they're, they're designed intentionally to rewrite the layout of the, of the world. They want to get rid of, they want to create a blended world to where there's interracial marriages to the degree that you cannot distinguish anything that was of the past. They want to erase histories. They want to rewrite everything. They have used the attack of COVID con as a way to really strike lethal blows at Western institutions, which is where the majority of the focus has been. And the majority of that has come into the Western powers that they want to unseat and they want to replace with the new multipolar world. All of that is before us. And there's only one way that we're going to get through this because it's too big for an individual. It's too big for a handful of people, but it's not too big for God. So there's one thing that we have to keep in mind in all of this is that all of this walk that we're on is God. And there's only one way through. And we lean in our faith and we're using all of those authorities that Christ gave us then we're truly in a great, amazing place to be victorious. And I don't know what God's victory looks like. I don't know what God's going to do with the mixing of different people in a country, the immigration. I know one thing, though, that as we do our job and we lean into him and we bring that gospel of Jesus Christ into the world and we lean on the authorities to heal the sick and to shake out the demons and to raise the dead and to do those things that he's telling us we have the authorities to do to win and he will, and he's part of the greater works, I know that we win. And I know that we win in a way that's unprecedented. And I know with that comes the restoration of the family and the resetting of moral values, which is at the key of all of this for our world. I think that's the biggest thing for everybody to remember and to hold on to. We cannot win this fight 
We cannot win this fight. You can win every single battle. You will win this war. You will lose this war. I mean, if you will win it, you can win every battle and lose the war if we do not reset the moral foundation of this nation and of this world. By reset, that means taking us back to the foundations of Scripture and walking in that path as Jesus would expect us to walk. And if we can't do that, it's we're wasting our time. And we're not going to waste our time. This is a transitional period between church age and kingdom age. And heading into kingdom age, there's going to be a massive shift in the way we live, think, operate. And unfortunately with that, there is a harvest of some fashion. And it doesn't mean it's our harvest. But there's a lot of people that have made some very bad decisions. And no matter how hard we've tried to get them to the place of seeing, seeing they literally were, were held into a reprobate mind and they could not. And again, that takes us back to literally the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day dinner, depending on your family. So don't let the past burden your hearts, meaning the last couple of years. This is a time to pray and lean in to Holy Spirit. Lean in to God. Pray on for people. Tell the stories of miracles, healing, and prayer. Tell the stories to inspire. And pray with people. Pray with your family, even if they're uncomfortable with it. I don't think you're going to find as people are as uncomfortable as they think. There's a lot of defense and defensive postures that are up. But I think at the end of the day, we've had such a tremendous shift over the last couple of years that we're going to see something really profound right now. And it is profound to get inside the family and to bring them truly to the love of kingdom and the love of Christ. And that's worth something, worth more than something. It's worth a whole lot. Patriots, Patriots let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you today as we come here humbly and, and put ourselves before the throne, as we just kind of wind down into these, the evening, eve before Christmas and just a couple days away. So, Father, we just ask for a blessing upon people's heart this morning to truly feel that love of Christ, be of an overwhelming feel of the love of Christ, and to know that we have that in our heart as we step in with this place of being with family. Some families are going to be in a great place in celebration of all that it is to celebrate life and celebrate the, the birth of Jesus. But there's many families still, Father, that carry the, the wounds of this last few years, and some even farther back than that. But wounds that have become accentuated over the last few years. These wounds are the wounds of walking a path that, of, of boldness and arrogance of the reprobate mind that sadly wouldn't listen have made really poor decisions with regards to this death shot, have made very poor decisions in, in terms of who they were angry at and the, the damage emotionally that was made, excluding family members or worse, doing things that we knew were going to cause death and ended up in just that or worse. So, Father, we just ask right now for the heart of Jesus to fill each person that comes into their families and to just... Literally, as part of this prayer, that everybody stepping in with their families will take a moment of pause to pray in Holy Spirit, to pray in Holy Spirit, to have Holy Spirit in their heart, to step in with these family meetings, to walk in and be with Holy Spirit in these meetings, and to totally embrace that, and to embrace the power of what that means, to step into the, the union with families and let Holy Spirit guide us and guide our words and guide all that we do and trust that the things that we say and the interactions that we have are literally Holy Spirit seeding that of future healing. 
And let us pray. And let us pray before and during and after. Let us pray unceasingly. And let us pray for the healings of those that have taken the shot. And as difficult as it may be, because we don't really know the environments and where people are going to be, but there is a strong amount of defensive nature about people right now, especially as they've confronted these decisions that they've made, heavy decisions, decisions that affect lives, their own and others. And so there has to be a sense of forgiveness. And however that manifests, Father, we just ask that that sense of forgiveness will settle in. Forgiveness is not a lack of accountability, but forgiveness is to let people know that their actions are no longer burdening our heart. And that's important. And there needs to be an understanding that in Christ there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness for what they've done. The burdens of what we face now is a clock that we can't see. It's a ticking time bomb within each person as they've taken these shots. As we look at whole families that have taken the shots, knowing that there's a strong possibility that every single one of them will be affected by it, that the children may be left sterile, that the parents may be left with cancerous tumors or worse, or that some version of a heart problem or long-term autoimmune disease will surface. And yet, Father, we have the capability of healing all of that through you. And so perhaps there's an opportunity, and let there be if there is, an opportunity where we can pray into such a degree, into a family, to see the miracle healings happen before us. To release those chains and binds that are literally dragging these people down in the pit of hell. And to break them through prayer. Prayer over breaking bread. Prayer over a common bond of love that's somewhere deep within. And this is a time now to pray into the healing of families. So, Father, we pray for the healing of families. We pray for the deep healing of families. That in this, in this season in particular, that there's going to be a restoration of the families that exist, a deepness of forgiveness, a, re, a reuni reuniting of the family in such a great day, and to really pray into the families to be restored in their fullness. And, Father, may the family also be restored in a new way, that the bloodlines that have been binding us now are reforged in the family of the Spirit, as you do so well, to reforge these in a strength that is greater than the blood, because it's the blood of Christ. And let, it, let that spiritual family that is now anchored in the blood of Christ evolve and happen before us, that it can endure greater things, that it can let go of greater things, and we can see this opportunity of knitting together and raising up and leveling up in a way we've never imagined. So, Father, in this season right now, may we all be blessed with the gift and the anointing of words that are bespoken that can transcend those things that are before us and to knit together a powerful healing experience in this time that truly when we speak of the birth of Jesus, we're speaking of the restoration of life within the family itself. So guide us in this hour, Father, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Such an important point in all of this, I think, as Holy Spirit led today, which is truly just looking at our families as a way to rebuild our families through the Spirit. And it can be. That's all we have to do is lean into prayer there and let God do its, his work. And it's pretty fantastic. So let us pray into that. Let us pray into greater things. Let us pray into the more powerful places that we can be at. 
And with that, we're going to continue to celebrate life up at the property. As of yesterday, we had 10 calves on the ground. We have five more on the way. Hopefully, they'll all be come out okay. And that's continued a reminder that this is truly a season of life. And it's a powerful season of life. And it's not a life, it's not a world of death. We are fighting a spirit of death, which is trying to overtake everything. And that spirit of death is part of everything that we do these days. People become obsessed with giving the enemy more power than it is. People spend more time talking about the enemy than talking about God. People spend more time talking about what the enemy does, how the enemy is going to take away your freedoms, how the enemy is going to destroy your life, how the enemy is doing this, and they don't talk about God. We, we obsess over the things that the enemy does rather than the powers and glories that God gave us. And it's time that we make that shift. We have to absolutely believe in what God is. And when we deny that, we weaken our position. The enemy is not that powerful. It's only as powerful as we allow the enemy to be. But the enemy is not that powerful. But we, unfortunately, are weak. Our enemy in itself, the ranks of the enemy, spend far more time praying and work, working their craft in their cult for their God than we do ours. And theirs is a cult of death. And God is, represents the spirit of life. And so it's a simple thing. As we churn away in our minds on a daily basis and we give the enemy real estate in our thoughts, and we're churning away, worrying about and wringing our hands about something they're doing here, something they're doing there, all of this threats that's coming at us, and we're not praying in counter-effect to what they're doing. We're not doing what God asks us to do. So we should be praying all the time. When we have a thought of an enemy come in, it has to be turned to a, a counter-prayer against it. And we have to be working that craft always to improve the strength and the mightiness of who we are in this world. That is part of us walking that path of Jesus. It's not going to be solved by one day a week in a pew. It's going to be solved through us and him and collectively all of us praying unceasingly. And that's part of the language in which we have to walk now. We should have been walking our whole time. We would never have been here had we done it, but we didn't do that. So as we've collectively as a society reduced ourselves to a church environment where some people show up on Sunday. Some people show up on Wednesday. And somewhere in there, there's maybe a sprinklings of a couple other things. The enemy every single day disciplines itself with early morning rise and rituals, bloodletting, the mastering of a craft to be in power in this world, to give themselves personal power. And it's not hard for them to do when the greatest force ever that of the followers of Jesus have taken a sideline and said basically, hmm, not today, maybe another. So don't be that. Be active, get in the word, and pray into the enemy heart and everything the enemy does. And don't let the real estate of the enemy become something that dominates your thoughts. They want inside your mind, and that's how they get there. And so that includes politics, that includes finances, that includes the nonsense of education. All of these things are fixable within us. So easy. It's not hard. The question is, do we have the will, do we have the faith to do that?
Do we have all of that, literally, to carry us through? And that comes down to a simple question. Whom do you serve? And I know whom I serve. And I want to believe that everybody that is out here saying that they follow Jesus truly has that in their heart. Not just because it works well for when the crises are here. Not just because it's something you do every Sunday. But then everything that we do, we are not just saying, I love you, Jesus, I believe in Jesus, but I'm stepping into those authorities that Jesus gave us. That's us being in the army of Christ. That's us being forward leaning into a war. That's us bringing kingdom into the world. That's us not being at all intimidated or set back by an enemy that's constantly on the move to seek and destroy, rape, pillage, all those things. And this enemy has no power when we step into those places. So be that, because that's awesome. That's the glory of kingdom. That's the, the confidence of knowing that you have God with you. That's the knowing deep in your heart that no matter what happens, the enemy loses. And while it's easy to say we have victory with Jesus, we're talking about taking the victory on the cross and bringing it into the world. And that all can begin, should begin, will begin in this weekend as we head into Christmas, bringing things together with family. Now, the final word on this for this weekend just keep in mind there are many people out here who are alone. For a variety of reasons, they've been left alone. Some is just natural causes. Some has been the damage of this injection. Some of this has been emotional splits from family and friends. Some of it right now is aloneness in their heart as they face financial crises or challenges they never thought they would before. Some of it lives around our entire communities now, which is the rise of the homeless population. And there is one whole generation that walks primarily alone, and that's Gen Z. Don't forget that. They have taken the brunt of blame for so many things. And we haven't done a good job of nurturing in and breathing life into that generation. All these are opportunities. All of them. So let's breathe life into that. Seek the opportunity to love thy neighbor. Seek the opportunity to raise somebody up. Seek the opportunity to give from your heart as a selfless giver. And do that, not with the expectation of what you'll give back, but with the knowledge that's the greatest thing we do in this world to raise up the body of Christ. That's in itself enough. There are many people now that need prayer, many. For the weekend, obviously there's shows today, no shows tomorrow. There will be a morning prayer show, and then there will be a evening show like I do on Sunday. Those two shows are the same. Typically, we have done a Christmas Eve special. That's, I'm going to do just a, uh, just me, and it's not going to be a, a production this year. And then I'll have a special show, which will be Monday, and we'll do that show. And it, um, that will be with all the Cantrells coming on the mic, and we'll have a good show with that and having the kids talk and talk about where they see the world and to hear that voice. And that will be the Cantrell Christmas show with bards which will be good so there will be shows for those that are interested we will have again the morning prayer sunday that block will do at 6 a.m and then again peace be still and kind of go from there and i may throw up a pop-up show it's hard to say on sunday it just depends on what's going on but uh just know that it's there the thoughts are there and the shows are there and i know resistance chicks are doing the same thing they've got their regular shows so for those of you my reason i say this for those of you that are kind of carrying a weight 
of feeling like you're alone. There are some good communities. These communities are here for that. Don't forget we have Bards. We have the community page on Bards, our social media place which you can go to and also connect with people. Really good, important times. So do that. Don't let yourself feel alone. Whatever you do, there's no reason for it. Christ is with us and walking with us in the most amazing way. And there's people out here that will pray with you and spiritually be with you in this hour. Patriots, that's about it. It's going to be a great weekend and a great next few days. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and it's going to be a great one. And let's make it a great one. Let's make this a period where we can really show the world the power when we walk in to these worlds, to the families, to the places we're going with Holy Spirit flowing through us and the love of Christ. And as we do that, let us, let us show the world what it's like to truly be the disciples of the King. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, 
Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.